What is your name? Travis. How old are you? Six. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he made the universe. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Guess what? What? Today, I asked a special guest to come and tell the boys and girls about how God worked a miracle in his life. Now, his story isn't from the Bible, but it shows how God is still at work even today. So who's our special guest? His name is Brian Dickinson, and he is a mountain climber. Hi, Mountain. Uh, whatever your name is, Mr. Brian. Yeah. Do you think the boys and girls listening have ever wanted to climb a mountain? Probably. Have you seen any mountains or underwater volcanoes near your coral reef? Not very often, uh, except on the news. Oh, you've seen them on the news. Okay. All right. I think he's ready to talk to the boys and girls. Hi, my name's Brian Dickinson, and I'm a world mountaineer. That means I've climbed mountains all around the world. And today I wanted to talk to you about one of the climbs that I had. I actually had a miracle on the summit of Mount Everest. So Mount Everest is the highest mountain in the world. It actually borders, which means it's between two countries, Tibet and Nepal over in Asia. Now, Mount Everest stands at 29,035 feet. That means it is as high as the airplanes that you see outside are flying. It is way up there, and it takes two months to climb. So it's a big goal. When I climbed Mount Everest back in 2011, I actually ended up soloing the summit. So I'm one of two people to ever have stood on top of the summit of Mount Everest by myself on one day. However, when I was on top of the mountain, something went really, really wrong. I actually went blind on the summit. So I was the highest person in the world. I was completely alone. And then I was blind and I went blind because my goggles had broken the day before. And then when I was up there, the sun came out and it shined on the ice that I was standing on, which then reflected up in my eyes. And it, it actually sunburned my eyes. With snow blindness, your eyesight will come back, but usually it comes back in about one day. But mine were really bad, and they didn't come back. I couldn't use my eyes for about a month and a half. So I clearly didn't have a month and a half. I was up there on the summit, and I had to get down. 
So in that moment, I had to be strong and courageous and had to start making my way down the mountain hand over hand. It should have taken me about three hours to get to high camp where there's other people, but it took me seven hours. And the whole way down, I was on my, my hands and knees and just feeling around trying to get down the mountain without falling. I felt this presence around me. I just felt like someone was there with me, even though I couldn't see them. It'd be like if you were in a room with a friend and you closed your eyes, you'd know they're still there. It's that peaceful presence. And I know now that that was the Holy Spirit guiding me down. But I didn't think too much about it at the time. Uh, The one thing I thought about was that I needed to trust in God. And in Psalm 4610, it says, be still and know that I am God. And that verse just kind of rung through and I thought about it and I just need to be still and just know he's there. And I just kept going. I had to find a way just to keep taking one more step forward and crawling down. And then I actually ran out of oxygen as well, which in way up in the mountains, on some mountains we use oxygen so that we can breathe and survive up there. And then my bottles ran out. So at that moment, I was done. I really had to trust in God. And I just dropped to my knees and surrendered. I prayed. I just said, God, I can't do this alone. Please help me. And around the world at that time, my wife woke up in the middle of the night and felt she needed to pray for me. I had friends praying for me. And I had people I didn't even know that reached out later. And they said they prayed for me just to give me strength. And as soon as I said that prayer, that I couldn't do it on my own anymore, that I was trusting fully in God, I felt energy come over me. And it was like someone reached down and lifted me up. And, and I started moving. And I tried that another oxygen bottle that didn't work before. And I got air. And I remember that life just coming back to my body. And I didn't think too much about it. I knew I needed to get down still. So I just got all my gear together and I started just climbing down the mountain as fast as I could, which was still pretty slow because it's way up there in the mountains. But eventually I got down to high camp where others were and they helped me down to base camp. So it still took a couple days to get down but at least I had people around me. So after I got down, I thought a lot about, like, why am I alive? Why did I survive that? That was a really scary thing. And I think it really came down to two things, faith and focus. I had to focus on what, it, what I needed to do to get down the mountain, just figure out a reason to take one more step forward. And most importantly, faith. Just like Psalm 46 says, I needed to be still, just know that God was there. He was guiding me down and to fully trust in him. And I am just really, really blessed to be alive today so I can tell my story to you guys. Thanks so much for having me on today. Wow, that was such a great story of God's care. Thank you so much, Mr. Brian, for sharing with us today. What did you think about it, Finn? Uh, it was good. <laughs> so, 
let's talk about some of the choices, kind of like what we do with our Bible stories. Let's talk about what choices Mr. Brian made in this story. Um, to have faith. Yeah. And so he he decided to climb Mount Everest and he decided to do it with no one else getting up to the summit. He said he was he was only one of two people who had ever done that before. So you were saying he had faith, right? Yeah. What did you notice about God in this in his story uh, of what happened to him? When he ran out of oxygen and he um he um tried to second bottle and then it worked again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that God yeah. helped it to work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even before that, he had gone blind, right? Because of the sun reflecting off the snow? Hmm. No, where? Yeah. Yeah. Put your, put your fin over your eyes for a minute there, Finn. Okay. Could you imagine swimming through your day? Without being able to see anything? No. Yeah. And could you imagine doing it on top of a mountain? No. I, they don't have a lot of mountains <laughs> near my coral reef. Mm-hmm. So how did God use the people who weren't on the mountain with him? Um, to help him down. Yeah, they helped him down when he got when he made it down to the base camp. Do you remember what he said about his wife? Uh, that she prayed for him. Yeah, that God woke her up during the night to pray for him, and that there were even people that found out about what he was doing, and he didn't even know them, but they were praying for him too. That's a pretty amazing thing that 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 God does through the body of Christ, leading people to pray and join with the way that he wants to care about each one of his children. Now, do you remember in one of the first episodes on our podcast, we talked about God giving his Ten Commandments to Moses on Mount Sinai? Yeah. Yeah, so this was a different mountain than Mount Everest. That wasn't Mount Carmel. That was another mountain. Um, This was Mount Sinai. And it was a mountain, remember, that God said, you can't touch it or you will die. I thought it was a volcano. It was a mountain that it was, it says in the Bible that it was burning with fire that it was dark and gloomy and stormy, that it sounded, the sounds coming out of it sounded like the blast from God's trumpet. And when people heard God's voice, they begged that God wouldn't speak to them anymore because it was so terrifying. Instead, they just wanted Moses to go up there for them. 
because God had said, if even an animal touches the mountain, it must be killed with stones. And even Moses, it was so terrifying to him that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. Now, most of us aren't going to climb Mount Everest like Mr. Brian. But since this is the Jesus is Better podcast, we want to make sure we talk about Jesus. Because Jesus came, the same thing is true for Mr. Brian and for us. In the book of Hebrews, it says that because Jesus came and we've joined our lives to him, we haven't come to a scary mountain like Mount Sinai. But we will get to be welcomed onto a new mountain called Mount Zion. And guess what's up there? Uh, Gold. You're partially right because there's a city on it. The author of Hebrews talks about that city and he's so confident that it's true, that he even talks about it like it's already happening. He says, You have come to the city of the living God. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to a joyful gathering of angels. There are thousands and thousands of them. You have come to the church of God's people. God's first and only Son is over all things. And God's people share in what belongs to his son. Their names are written in heaven. You have come to God who is the judge of all people. But is it a scary experience like the people on Mount, who came to Mount Sinai and they, they didn't want to even hear God's voice? No. What's it like for People who have joined their lives to Jesus. Amazing. Do you think it would be a scary thing to come before God? If you're an unbeliever, yes. If you're a believer, no. Mm-hmm. And because God is the judge of all people, and when he judges those who have joined their lives to Christ, he sees Christ's righteousness And everyone's names written in his book, who have trusted in him. It says, you have come to the spirits of godly people who have been made perfect. That means we'll get to join other believers in this heavenly city. You have come to Jesus. He is the go-between of a new covenant. So, Finn, if we haven't actually seen this city yet, what's true about us right now? Um, that we're still sinners. Mm-hmm. Are we sinners just like people who haven't trusted in Christ? Nope. What's true about us? That we're believers. Mm-hmm. Is it scary to talk to God right now? Nope. Because of Jesus, we have been adopted as God's children. 
So when we come to him, we can just say, Daddy, we need your help. Or show us what to do. Or help me to love Brook and River. And that's what Mr. Brian did when he was alone and blind on top of that mountain. He talked about the verse that said, Be still and know that I am God. And so that's what he did. When everything seemed like, when it seemed like his life was over, he called out to his heavenly daddy. And God brought a miracle to help him back down the mountain on his hands and knees. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much that we have not come to a mountain that is blazing with fire, a mountain where we would be terrified to come before you. Thank you that we get that we will get to go to the new mountain the new earth, the heavenly city coming down out of heaven from you, God, where we'll get to live with all the other believers and have fellowship with you, talk with you, and be with you and see you forever and ever. I pray for the boys and girls that when they feel like there's something harder than anything they've ever experienced before. When they feel like it's all they can do to climb on their hands and knees to make it through to the next day, I pray that they would be still and know that you are God. And if they haven't called out to you, I pray that today would be the day that they do that that they would call you their King Jesus and receive your forgiveness for their sins through your death on the cross. Thank you that you came alive again and that right now you send your Holy Spirit to live inside of those who have placed their trust in you. Would you help us to obey you and to love others and to do the good works that you have for us to do in your strength and not in our own? We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. What's my swimming gear? I mean, my climbing gear. (laughs) You'll have to ask your mom. Do you have an itch to climb something? What do you mean? Do you want to do you want to try to find a mountain or an underwater volcano? Hmm. What about the next episode we do this on a mountain? <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> I said one in Hawaii. Hmm. I'll bring one of my I'll bring you a machine. Bye. All right, till then, penguin. I'm not a penguin. Bye, Finn.
And parents, I'll put Brian's link in the show notes on my site, aliciayoder.com. But you can also type in briandickinson.net and find links to the book about his experience called Blind Descent, as well as his YouTube devotional and other media. Thanks for listening.